0: You think positive thoughts. You also journal, meditate, a breathwork practitioner, and you recite your affirmations consistently while staring at yourself in a mirror. You feel amazing about your money, but your financial reality hasn't really changed. Here's a question. Is money mindset and manifestation keeping you broke? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Cheers to Your Prosperity, a show where I spill the tea, <laughs> I mean coffee, on what it takes to keep more of your hard-earned money without sacrificing the things you love. We'll talk about how to use the principles of wealth, money mindset, spirituality, and more to enhance your financial skill set. I'm your host, Chiyama Njaku. I'm an 18-year accountant and a financial coach. There's something else I'd love for you to know. I've experienced financial rock bottom and have climbed my way out of it. What that means to you is that I walk my talk and I look forward to sharing my experiences as well as observations from my work with clients to help you walk yours. Y'all, I believe we all have a right to prosper. With that said, enjoy the show and let's go. Hello, everyone. I am actually going to refrain from introducing myself properly. To those of you who are just joining me, I will go in and share who I am, even repeating my name. I'll share right now. My name is (laughs) Chiama. I could do that. Um, But I'm going to refrain from going into a deeper introduction because this episode will actually give much more of my background and how it relates to the topic today, how money mindset is keeping you broke because money mindset or rather the way I was using it was keeping me broke. So I'm actually going to go into complete detail, like how I get there, how I figured it out, and how I actually started to use money mindset and manifestation to serve me as in take me out of that rock bottom, financial rock bottom status into finally having money in my bank accounts. And so if you are someone who has taken a lot of the money mindset courses or manifestation courses, you've worked with a coach, you've read the books, you listen to the podcast, you're part of the group's and yes, you might or, or are bringing in money, but your your bank balance is still the same or you're overdrawing it. Let's, it happens. This episode is for you and it helps it for someone to get into detail about, about how and why this happens. So second thing, this episode, rather this subject, I actually was a guest on In My Non-Expert Opinion. The host is Chelsea Rife, and Chelsea is also my podcast mother. Yes, so I'm happy to introduce her, her podcast, and just her essence in general, because without her, Cheers to Your Prosperity would not exist. I really enjoy Chelsea's podcast. I enjoy Chelsea in general. There's something magical about her, honestly. She's just pure magic. She's super transparent. She will take you behind the scenes. On anything and everything. And we need more of that. You know, sometimes we always want to share the best versions of ourselves. She shares the complete version of herself, and it ends up being the best version and super relatable. So I really enjoyed talking about this subject. The title of that episode is called How Money Mindset and Manifestation is Keeping You Broke. I enjoyed that episode. I enjoyed talking to her about it because her perspective is just super welcome, super amazing. And I mentioned she's super transparent. So the two of us together, it was a fire episode. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Of course, you can and will be the judge of that. So I have linked that episode in the show notes. I highly recommend you take a listen and listen to her podcast. Like Listen to all the episodes in general. She has amazing guests that come through and, and share a variety of super relatable topics and subjects that get you thinking, get you thinking and feeling better about yourself too. That's one thing I really appreciate about her. I just, she's like, hey, hey y'all, we're all good. We're all good. So that I appreciate. Now, without further ado, ado this episode, this solo episode, how money mindset is keeping you broke. Let's get started and let's go. Hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Cheers to Your Prosperity. And if you're just joining me for the first time, welcome to Cheers to Your Prosperity. My name is Chiyama. Feel free to call me Chi. I'm an accountant, I'm also a financial coach, and my jam. My goal, my mission is to help amazing souls like you keep more of their hard-earned money without sacrificing the things you and they love. I'm really about getting more of the resource so you all can understand that you will do more of the things that you thought that you should cut out. So you can drink more coffees, you can spend more time with friends and family, you can Go to the spa and, oh, by the way, maybe recharging yourself, actually build your bank account. Hmm, Something to think about as a lot of the discussions that I share with you are some things to think about. So I, uh, today's topic, if you didn't catch the title of this podcast episode, it's called how money mindset is keeping you broke. I'm not some accountant. (laughs) Just let me just make it clear. I'm not some accountant that's hating on money mindset or manifestation i include that by the way into money mindset or personal development because if i was hating on 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 that and all and all all of that actually i would be very much a hypocrite as my business is called the mindful bookkeeper for a reason but as i've gone along in my journey as i start to serve some of you i have noticed that um as many, as much as, as money mindset has especially grown. And it seems like to me, everyone's a money mindset or financial empowerment coach, which is amazing because we really do need to normalize the discussion of money and the relationships with money. But as many resources are out there, my goodness, it, it, it doesn't really seem to shift the outcome, like people's financial liberties, many people are still broke, their debt is mounting, and the financial limitations it just seems to be increasing. So, I, I wanted to speak to that, and I'm going to take my time with this episode because I really want to be clear. I might be repeating myself a couple times, and repetition is good, it helps. With remembering things and and absorbing information, and um, more importantly, I would like to take my time because I would also like to get your feedback on this episode. So, as evidence of me taking my time, I did mention I will be drinking coffee. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this. If you feel inclined, maybe grab a uh, notebook and a pen. If anything and this episode sticks out to you, and go ahead and write it down. Uh, maybe it can, I hope this episode inspires you really. So for why why I personally want to have this discussion. Um, well, for starters, it is personal because I was once woke yet broke. I was once the person in my financial recovery the first few years of that was me talking money mindset under the table, doing all the money mindset related things. Um, at that point, I had not taken a manifestation course or program, but I had gone through a couple workbooks and was diving into YouTube. And despite all of that, um, I was still broke, but I was woke. Speaking of woke and broke, I'm also serving more and more woke yet broke entrepreneurs and small business owners. And it's so interesting because these amazingly talented woke yet broke entrepreneurs and business owners have outstanding Instagram feeds, feeds that I, they're beautiful. They inspire me. You know, in fact, I want to get on your level, honestly. But behind the scenes, you know, there, there's Instagram and then there's reality. And the reality is a lot of you can barely make ends meet. And it's not to shame you. It's just let's speak to this because I also know that for those of you who are woke, you're woke for a reason. You have money mindset knowledge. And let me just be clear. Money mindset coaches are broke. So I'm speaking, I'm speaking as in this, I want to, let's, let's fix this issue. And so that leads me to the third thing here. The teachings, this means that the teachings, the common teachings of money mindset and manifestation, let's add a splash of personal development. They're not really addressing the real issue. We're still dancing around that. So let's get into it. Let's talk this through. Okay, she sips coffee. I think it's fair to to like start with some statistics because if you remember, I mentioned social media and I specifically say Instagram, but TikTok and Facebook, LinkedIn, even they Pinterest, they can all show this. Some of you have some outstanding feeds. I mean, your talent is photography. <laughs> And I have, I thank you because I learned about a lot of things in my city or the cities to visit because of you all, because of you showing your life, because with your money mindset quotes, beautiful quotes. But I mentioned that's Instagram, right? And one thing I love about Instagram or other forms of social media is that it puts you in such a solid state of possibility, which is so needed for a healthy mindset with money, a healthy relationship with money. You you get to see what is possible for you. That's why I love social media. But then there's the behind the scenes that some of the things about social media that irks me and a lot of other people is that there's a lot of times not a lot of truth behind what's being posted. And it's frustrating because it's been such a place for me to learn. And that's why I'm going to insert some statistics just to drive home the point that here's reality. So starting with the United States of America, it's a 2019 survey conducted by the Financial Health Network. And this survey reports that seven in 10 American families struggle with at least one aspect of financial stability and that's paying bills or saving money. And then that that same Financial Health Network also reports that millions of families struggle to make ends meet even after the Great Recession. That was in two, tw- 2008. So we, we're now dealing with COVID, right? This, this And I shared 2019 largely because I wanted to share a point in time when things were seemingly good before the pandemic, okay? So I want to make this a complete study. So I, I, I also took a look at some other countries because sometimes it's easy to believe that you're the only one that's going through something. Like it's only the US. But no, I'm going to Canada. And there was a survey conducted by TD Bank, which as an aside, I found it cool. I once audited them earlier on in my accounting career. And TD Bank reports 40% of Canadians struggle with some or all aspects of their finances. Interesting, similar to the US. And then a smaller survey or study was conducted of 10,000 Canadians, so it's pretty small actually. And out of that survey, 62% said they do not know where to find financial advice. Hang on to that, please. I'm gonna remind myself to go to circle back to this. I decided to go across the pond and see what's going on in the UK. and In the UK, there was a report by the Financial Times that said half of UK adults need urgent, I repeat, urgent help managing their numbers. And the reason they need urgent help is that these citizens are impacted by the rising cost of living, rising energy bills, and a huge growth of buy now, pay later, Klarna, Affirm, I know some of you know those, maybe some of you have participated in those those pay plans. I then went way, way, way across to Australia. And there was a report that said 40% of Australians experienced some form of stress or financial hardship. (sighs) Then I just got curious, I took it back to Europe and I know Germany and, and Finland do not speak for all of Europe. I know that for a fact, but I just found it just as a funny ha ha. Germany is rated as the most financially secure country in Europe, and then Finland had high financial literacy literacy rating. So perhaps their Instagram feeds do reflect reality, <laughs> and but that's that's what I'm trying to share share here. Instagram has how many millions of users, and if you look at people's feeds, those photos are gorgeous, but we have some fear-mongering news unfortunately that share a different reality and it's a reality that has been standing for quite some time and and so to me as someone the reason why i'm sharing this discussion about how money mindset keeps you broke because money mindset is not something that's recent it's something that's been around right and i'm discussing this because despite this this wonderful people still struggle with their finances. So when I say money mindset has been around, I think you all remember when The Secret first came out. And it's a 2006 self-help book. And I find it interesting that despite The Secret coming out, and I have a personal connections, plural, of people who are either directly involved in the production of the movie or indirectly involved, so despite this big like awakening here, recent reawakening, there are still 1% of people who are millionaires. I find that really interesting. And then I saw a recent speaking of, of statistics, a recent statistic that 90% of business owners still do not make six figures. That's quite high. I believe it's females, but still, that's still quite high. Let's let's take it even back further, just to let you know how long money mindset and manifestation has been around. I think everybody is familiar with the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That was written by the early 1930s. And this man was, was talking about things like infinite intelligence, right? Just to let you know that he was picking, poking around with the universe. He was talking about things that wasn't exactly safe for him to come out and say these things. At that time, too, I know a few of you are, are versed in the subconscious and conscious mind, even super conscious mind. Napoleon Hill was starting to even be vocal about that as well. Um, some of these studies were coming out, like pro- providing evidence of what he's writing about, what he's studying. So this has been around for at least 100 years, right? This as in money mindset. Manifestation of money, at least a hundred years that we're aware of. And Napoleon Hill has way more books than Think and Grow Rich, way more. And yet, there's still a 1% of millionaires. Can we please say that there's a disconnect, right? Let me drive this point home further. I have seven-figure clients. I have five-figure clients. When I started working for myself about six years ago. And I've been an accountant for 18 years, but I wasn't awake. I wasn't woke (laughs) until maybe about 2015, 2016, 2017. So when I started looking at these small businesses, um, I, I personally was shocked to see someone that made seven figures in their business, that earned it, overdraw their bank accounts again and again and again. Yet society would have us believe that because you have a seven figure business that you are more successful financially. And that's not true. My five figure clients have a higher net worth than some of my seven figure clients. They have more cash in their bank, more money at their disposal. And they're not clipping coupons either. It's all choices, right? So I say this Because I want to make it clear that financial struggle happens at all levels. So that's adding to like money mindset can keep even a seven-figure earner broke. So those of you that, because I see many of you, you max out your credit cards, your loans are at the limit you're dipping into your retirement to pay for programs, thinking that you're less than because your business has not hit seven figures or you haven't hit your multiple six figures yet, right? Or that you're not earning a salary that's six figures, your net worth isn't seven figures. I want to say that please do not despair. It's not your fault. We are conditioned, right? There's a conditioning that's keeping us Small and away from money. And it does start with this belief that the more you earn, the more you have. That ain't true. And what I've seen taught of money mindset and manifestation on the popular level and personal development feeds into what you earn is also what you keep. That ain't true. Because for as many people as I'm saying that has read The Secret, that has read Think and Grow Rich, that listens to Abraham Hicks. And everything and anything else in between why is there still a one percent that earns a million why why has why are the wage gaps the income gaps still pretty far and far between why do UK adults over half of UK adults still need urgent help managing their numbers why do 40 percent of Canadians struggle with some or all aspects of their finances? And why do seven in 10 US adults struggle with one aspect of financial stability? That's because the real problem isn't being solved. Let me tell you my story. I, I've I've shared some, like I've hit financial rock bottom, but let me add more color to this. So I, I grew up in Ohio and I'm the oldest kid. I'm the the daughter of two Nigerian parents. So that means I'm first generation in the United States of America. Something, however, that we all have in common is a money language, right? My money language when I was young that I heard from my dad was, you have to work hard for the money. How familiar does, does that sound to you all? Anytime I wanted something nice, my mother was, my mother's a very glamorous woman, like really glamorous. And um, I wanted to be like my mom, you know, I guess I got the tomboy gene, but anytime I wanted like a bobble or just to dress like her, I was always told you're too young. Even me wanting to get my first job, like my peers at the age of 16, (laughs) I was told you're too young. I'm kind of making something clear to you parents. Please be careful with what you say to your kids as your statements can impact them as an adult. You're too young impacted me in a big, big way in terms of my self-worth when it came to money and other things. Now, when I was a kid, I don't know what urged the teachers to always remind the, the, the students in the classroom that it's rude to talk about money because as kids, we didn't know anything. I, I didn't know any money. Money, what's that? You know, my dad, my parents buy some. We had no concept. And to my knowledge, I really thought about this. We never talked about money in school. But the teachers would always remind us, it's rude to talk about money. I can give the the, the teacher voice, Chiyama, just want to remind you, it's rude to talk about money. You don't want to make anyone else feel bad. And I don't remember what I said. I guess I said something. Now here's something that's a bit more specific to my youth. Black family. So something I was always told from my parents and from my other peers who are Black, their parents, it's harder for us. I've seen it reinforced in TV. I remember an episode of Scandal. Um, It's harder for us. We have to work 10 times harder. So... My dad, I would say he's and really my upbringing, like my parents are like the American dream. You know, it came it came from the from Nigeria to the U.S., became a surgeon. Um, and he's my dad's a businessman. Like he read all the business books from Tony Robbins to Zig Ziglar. My dad was very entrepreneurial. And yes, before Donald Trump became president, he my dad loved Trump. Try not to judge us too harsh, man. Just try, okay? Just try. I know depending on where, what side of the fence you are, this is controversial to reveal, but my dad loved Donald Trump. He loved, he had every single book of Trump's. He made sure he stayed all, in all the Trump hotels. I do believe I visited him in, in a conference in New York at a Trump-related hotel. And yes, my parents did go to Mar-a-Lago a couple times. So he was—he respected Trump as, in his business acumen, now the presidency, you know, not trying to make this political, but I'm just saying my dad is a wannabe businessman. He is a businessman. But the thing is, despite the books that my dad read, despite going to business seminars, he struggled with money. Interesting, right? The same, I'm painting a picture here. Despite the teachings of money mindset, there's a struggle of money. Here's the reality, the outcome. Um, I was pretty used to the electricity going out as a kid. And imagine living in a nice house and the power is out. And it was kind of normal. And yes, we lived in the U.S., just as a reminder. I understand other countries where brown nuts are common, like Nigeria, that's the thing. But in the U.S., You know, if you don't pay your bill, then that's why the electricity went out because he was late paying his bills. Um, Cell phones were turned off because the bill was paid late. The cars that were there were, we at one point, the most cars that we had um, were six. Three were parked in the garage, three were parked outside. The cars that were parked outside were frequently repossessed. I'll never forget, it was always a panic as soon as we came inside, we were instructed to immediately close the garage. And I didn't really understand why until now. Now, for me at that time, I thought that the reason why electricity was out, cars were repossessed, cell phones were turned off was because we had stuff. We had nice cars. We had nice jewelry. We had a nice house. Um, And I told myself that I won't repeat those mistakes, I won't have stuff. So let me fast forward, okay? You all know I became an accountant, I worked for those companies and yada, yada, yada. I told myself that I'm going to live within my means, cut the coffees, cook my meals at home, not sign up for the gym, and guess what? None of that stopped me from living from paycheck to paycheck and occasionally overdrawing my bank accounts, none of it. Oh, and I was also working very hard for the money. Working hard was like working long hours and I didn't have to do that. But I did that because I was trying to get a promotion because I thought I always needed to make more money. So I would work long and late hours. I sacked my social life I my add, I'm living in New York City. So around the time when sex in the city was huge, you would think I'd be having the time of my life and stalking uh, Carrie and Miranda and Samantha's um, uh, stomping grounds and Charlotte's. IFC, I, I knew I was getting one. But despite me working hard for the money, guess what? I never got a promotion. Hard work didn't lead to more money from me. So I was kind of miserable, y'all. I was miserable. So here I was, I live within my means. I didn't get more money. I was overdrawing my accounts sometimes. I worked hard for the money. I didn't make more money and I was miserable. I sacked my social life. Putting all that together. So now you, I hit financial rock bottom in 2015. It finally happened. I had to have a reawakening. And during that time, a friend of mine connected me to a workbook. This was my first ray into manifestation of money. It's by Catherine Zinke and the workbook was called Unleash Your Inner Money Babe. Manifest $1000 in 21 days. And guess what y'all, it worked. <laughs> I I didn't manifest the money in 21 days. It was more like 35, but it worked. And the money came from the most unlikely source as as the workbook said. And that source was my brother. And why was that unlikely? Because I was always the one loaning money to to my brother. So for him to, out of nowhere, send me two payments of $500 thanking me for always supporting him, it was a surprise. But I'll take it. And guess what? I was hooked. I was hooked. I was hooked on a manifestation. So, what do y'all think I did? I got two more of those workbooks and I upped the freaking ante. I wanted $5,000 and I wanted $10,000. In addition to those workbooks, I was also reading other books by, there was a person named Richard Dots that uh, a couple of the manifestors referenced that they read his books. I read Denise Duffield Thomas's two books that she had two at the time. Now she has three But one was Lucky Bitch, and then the other was Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. Love those books. And then also, I grew up Catholic, um, something I didn't mention earlier. And the one thing I knew about going to church, I always heard this, blessed are the poor, for they shall inherit the earth. So I thought I had to be poor to inherit the earth. Imagine my surprise when I'm connecting to pastors that are saying, no, no, no. God wants you to be rich. When you're rich, you spread his word. That's why. So God wants you to be rich. So there was a book that first turned me into that. That book is called The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. And it's by Pastor Edwin Gaines. I would then read another book by Pastor Josh Finley, his biblical version of Think and Grow Rich. And then I connected to others. And then I was a yogi at that time. So I wanted to see what did the yamas and niyamas have to say about lifestyle and money. And I was surprised at how I was starting to see things that I didn't see before. I'm sorry, but who didn't read the book, You're a Badass at Making Money? Maybe a few of you, very few of you have not read it, but love that book. At that time, 2015, I'm 35. I'm older. It was nice and refreshing to read from someone that was. Also older, and how she turned her life around. Sorry, y'all. Sometimes we sometimes we need that. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. And then yes, I read T. Harv ecker's "Secret of the Millionaire Mind" and just countless others. Um, I did mention that I listened to Abraham Hicks YouTube, and I became BFFs. I got hooked on podcasts. I eventually took manifesting and money mindset courses from reputable people. I still have not read The Secret, but I put it in my Amazon queue. And despite getting two additional workbooks from Catherine Zanchina, plus everything I just mentioned, all my readings, all my knowledge, now being woke, I was still broke. I would not manifest another penny after that $1,000. I wouldn't. I would not. And at that time, I thought that's that I didn't have to do anything to manifest. Manifest money. I didn't have to take an action. I just had to forgive people and write out what I wanted and recite Ho'opo'opono and look for money on the ground and be positive. And anytime someone sent me a compliment, I say thank you because I'm willing to receive. I thought that's all I had to do. So I was being positive and listening to any free meditation as possible. And I was journaling and I was expressing gratitude. And my financial circumstances did not change. You can imagine I felt lied to. And I also just realized that I repeated the same things my dad did. He read all the business books. And despite his him bringing in money, he was really good at bringing in money. He didn't keep any of it. I read all the money mindset and manifestation courses. Manifestation books, sorry. I took manifestation courses, listened to podcasts, and no change to my financial circumstances. But I did what was told. What happened? Honestly, uh, didn't, the real problem wasn't being solved. So let me tell you first my reaction. Naturally, I felt scammed. I did not want to see another influencer's trip to the Maldives or Dubai or Bali or, or, or t- touching giraffes in Africa because they manifested it. I didn't want to see photos of their cars. At the time, it was everyone wanted an Audi R8. Now it's upgraded to G-Wagon. I didn't want to see anyone move into their beautiful home while I continued to live out of my parents' house from suitcases. I didn't want to see it. I felt lied to. I felt like it was a bunch of people sp- trying to spread the word of God or spread the word of something, take everyone's money and then run. That's what I felt like. I felt scammed. I was angry. I was bitter y'all. I was bitter. And I, what what's worse is I, as I'm for the people. So I'm like, these are, you're stealing from people. So I'll never forget. I was in my, room stewing of course my parents room you know i had a one suitcase open thinking about hanging up my clothes because i was like i guess i'm going to be here for a while it was only about three months no it was a whole year so that was 2016 and um or was it 2017 it was one of those years and profit first came into my life and it was it was random I, i feel like it was one of those it was divinely timed because I didn't look for it, I had no idea what it was. I eventually got the book, and I followed the book. I, I followed. I, I followed the steps. I had no reason to follow these steps at that time, too. What? What I should let you know: when I was living with my parents, I was teaching yoga, and my yoga teaching money was kind of sort of keeping me afloat. Like I could put gas in my car, I can get dog food, um, I could pay my pay for my storage. And at that time I had tax debt, so I can start to repay my tax debt. But I really didn't at that time have a reason to think that I could even begin to do profit first with my money with only $350 per month. But I did. So I followed this book and it started with seeding the accounts. And that was where you take 1% of the money you're earning you move that 1% of your last payment or receipt. In this case, I got paid once a month, so $350. And I took 1% of that, which is $3.50, and I moved it to my savings account. And it was from that point, things started to change. And I mean, change quickly. So let's get to what happened. And, and, and I realized that once I did that, I understood what why I was woke, but I was broke understood why. So that brings me to how money mindset keeps you broke. Here's what I realized about the teachings at that moment. (sighs) A lot of the teachings, well-intended of course, focus on not having money. And here's what it looks like or sound like. Visualize on the thing that you want because you don't have it. Create a vision board of the things you want because you don't have them. Journal on what you want the money for because you don't have the money. Meditate to regulate your feelings of stress and anxiety because you don't have the money. Do we see a theme here? Yes, there's solutions being given to help you bring money in. But the focus is always on not having. And so that keeps you in scarcity. And because you're in scarcity, you continue to not have money. You're focused on lack. So all the mindset tips, the mindset tools, all the manifestation tools is from a place of lack. It keeps you there without really saying you're there because it's to, these tools are for you not having it, to bring it in. So you don't have it. And that's what's keeping you broke. That's exactly what's keeping you broke. Now here's the bigger thing, right? That leads to the second thing. The second reason, the second thing is Have you the tools, the resources, the teachings, have you noticed that none of them none of them teach you how to engage with your money? Maybe a couple programs, this is a maybe, will say, look at your bank accounts and get clear on how much you spend and earn per month. The rest of the program is about the stuff that has nothing to do with your money. It's about the stuff to call it in. If you're not engaging with your money, well, how can you, how can you expect to have more of it? Engaging with your money is a form of gratitude, by the way, acknowledging it. Here's what I learned with profit first. This is why I mentioned this profit first, the happy accident. And I 100% believe it was the universe that's showing me what to do next. That's how it fell into my lap out of nowhere. Honestly, to this day, I'm like, okay, how did I, what did I think or do? Cause there's so many different profit first variations, but this particular one, Fell into my lap. And what I did was start to engage with my money by moving the 1%. So I did all the mindset stuff, right? I forgave. I wrote down what I want the money for. I was meditating. I was journaling, but I had to engage with my money. And by engaging with my money, it started to reveal to me what was in my way. I started to see what I was really spending my money on. So that's important, right? So when you're told to recite affirmations, staring at a mirror, saying things like, I love money and money loves me, look at yourself in a mirror. That's not your bank account. (laughs) It's easy to, to recite affirmations in front of a mirror. It's easy to journal outside of your finances. It's easy to create vision boards outside of your finances, but all of that's external stuff. None, none of that is looking at the problem area. That's what keeps you broke. That's what keeps you broke because you're not, you're you're not engaging with your money. Here's a third thing. I have a I have quite a, a list. So I'm going to keep this. I'm going to remind myself to keep this short, and I think I'll mention one more because this is going to be a, an ongoing discussion. A, a third thing that I would have to say that keeps that's kept us broke um how money mindset keeps you broke is unrealistic time expectations check your inbox or go on social media you'll see someone that says because I cleared my money blocks I was able to manifest a a six-figure business in 18 months or in three months or in however many months I consistently make 10k I hit a million dollars in in 12 months. Check social media, all because they cleared the money blocks and and manifestation. So, to the rest of us that don't hit that, we're thinking that, oh my gosh, I'm not clearing enough. There's an unrealistic time expectation. I'm going to say it the marketing aspect of money mindset manifestation can keep you broke. And so, let's go to the fourth thing there's a focus on the tools themselves. And it has us not understanding that the intention of money mindset is for you to call in more money and to have more money, is to have more money. That's the reason why you care to improve your mindset with money. The reason why you want to manifest money is to have more of it because there's things you want, right? But when we're focusing on whether or not we're doing a vision board right, that distracts the focus. I recently heard from one of my colleagues that um, her clients were concerned that they weren't doing their vision board correctly because they didn't put a Mercedes G wagon on their vision board, which I thought was just wild. (laughs) I thought it was wild. I often get the question, am I reciting this affirmation okay? Or is this an okay affirmation to say? The affirmation is often personal to you. There's people that are worried about not meditation, meditating correctly. There's people who are worried about not visualizing correctly and they're forcing themselves into, to do breath work, which they realize they hate. I have to just say this. We're the focus ends up being on the stuff. We're putting the, the tools and the suggestions of money mindset and that manifestation on a pedestal. Like that's the goal. And so I have to remind you all, the goal is not to to be the uh, an expert journaler. The goal is not to to meditate from here on from here to tomorrow. The goal is not to have the best and flashiest vision board. Honestly, like the vision board is personal to you. The the goal is to have more money. To make and to have more money. So let's not distract ourselves away from why we care to improve our mindset with money or why we care to manifest money, or why we care to develop ourselves personally. So now that I've made my case here about money mindset, and I'm I'm highlighting the problems, I'm highlighting my experience, I, I mentioned that woke yet broke clients. I'm wondering if some of you can at least relate to this or bring some awareness to possibly what's been going on with you if you're struggling with money mindset. And I hope some of you can be put at ease to know that you're not broken. Like you're not broken at all. Nothing is wrong with you just because you are committed to the process and perhaps something led you to this discussion so that you can now take the teachings from your mindset programs, from your manifestation programs, from your personal development programs and now put them to use. You're able to take those teachings that have served you you're just missing a piece and you can now use them to serve you so let's get to some solutions let's let's write let's add a perhaps a missing piece for starters you have to desire to have more money i'm going to say two things actually because i mentioned in the beginning making money and having money are two separate events so you have to desire to make more money you have to desire to keep more money you can desire both. You can desire one or you desire other. Whichever one is specific to what you need at this point in time, you have to desire it. One of the things that keeps people broke is they're expecting the tools of manifestation and whatnot to convince them that that's what they want. If you're not open to this process at all, if you're not open to the work, you're not going to accept money. It, it, so you have to open yourself to it being open and believing you can two separate things. I believe you can build your belief. that's that's my that's my experience. I know not everyone is me, but the first and most important things you've got to be open to it. Since I mentioned Napoleon Hill in terms of desire, if you have read Think and Grow Rich, or maybe you've read the the next level Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill's Principles of Success, and and Napoleon Hill talks about this in in many of his books, but desire, also known as definiteness of purpose, is the starting point of achievement. And speaking of money, your first step towards riches. You have to desire to have money. You have to. You have to open yourself to the possibilities, open yourself to it. Otherwise, nothing else I say matters. So that's solution number one, that that can be the solution and then you can just you know pop off and I say thanks, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time, but I have more solutions for you. Okay, The second thing, if you remember, I mentioned that one of the problems of money mindset is that the teachings keep you in scarcity. So let's go to the opposite of that abundance. To do that, you acknowledge what you have. This is why it's important to look at your bank balance. Yes. Log into your bank accounts. If you don't know your passwords right now, if you don't have access to your bank accounts, get access. Because what this is about, you have to know where you are going. You have to know where you are today to know where you're going. And a lot of us, we don't look. We don't look out of fear, out of shame, out of guilt, out of whatever. We don't look. And it'll surprise you for 12 years of my professional life, as an accountant, I might add. As someone who's audited the financial statements of publicly traded companies, I never looked at my own bank accounts because I had such a strong belief that I wasn't making enough money. And it didn't connect that I need to look at the money that I have today to help me make more money. So the same thing I'm saying with you, what does this have to do with mindset? You need to know what you're to improve your mindset on. You looking at your money is is a reflection of your re- relationship with me, with your money. looking at it. And oftentimes we'll go take do the things in isolation. Remember that, right? We'll do the things in isolation. We're kept in scarcity. No, come to abundance. Look at what you have. Acknowledge it. Even express gratitude for what you are able to do. With the money that you currently have. Express gratitude for the fact that you have money in the first place, that you were able to buy that coffee with your friend. Don't feel guilty for your purchases. Be like, you know what? I get to do that. Be happy about it. Acknowledge your money. And that's going to kick besides desire. Now we're going to kick start this beautiful chain reaction that's happening to you right now. So now if you remember. Third solution, remember, th- I decided that a lot of the teachings of money mindset and manifestation take place outside of the finances. It's time to go inside your mind. So, here's some suggestions like, here's how we can do the money mindset. Because I, part of what I do when I help people achieve financial control, I use the mindset tools and even the manifestation techniques as I help people achieve financial control. So as I coach them financially, as I do their bookkeeping, as I implement cash flow strategy, I'm using these tools. It's not one or the other; it's both. Here's an example of of what I do with some clients, and if I have to. De- it depends on my audience too, right? So some of the things that I do, we do breathing exercises. I am a yogi. Don't forget, do breathing exercises before we talk money. So as an example for you, you can do breathing exercises. Take just take a breath. Put to, plant your feet on the floor and then log into your bank accounts. That's 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 combination, right? Maybe it's time to ba- pay bills. Pay your bills. Like sit down, y'all. Sit down. Slow down. and Enjoy paying the bills. Light a candle. Play your favorite music. Maybe listen to your favorite song or podcast as you're paying bills. Make this something that you enjoy, not something that you're trying to get over, that you're trying to get it over with. And then after the experience, journal about it. What came up for you? How was the experience? If you had to just get it over with, why? Doing your own bookkeeping, also known as tracking your finances. Here's another suggestion. Have your vision board next to you, behind you, in front of you, visible while you're tracking, to keep you focused. We are taught to hate tracking our finances. Let's shift it and start to love tracking our finances because it's helping you bring into reality what is on your vision board. One more thing to say, one more thing to say. There's so many more. Affirmations, remember how I mentioned it's it's a common practice to recite affirmations while looking at a mirror? that's easy. (laughs) It is. Look look at me laughing. Like it's easy. It's easy-ish. And I would say that's good training. Now let's put your mindset. Let's, let's really work on improving your mindset to let's take this to another level. Log into your bank accounts, stare at your bank balance, look at your financial transactions and recite, I love money and money loves me. Or it could be dollars flow to me easily and effortlessly. Whatever your affirmation is and your money affirmation is, do it while looking at your bank accounts. Do it while looking at your loan balance. Do it while looking at your credit card statement. That shifts something energetically within you. The whole idea behind money mindset manifestation, right? These are tools. These are gateways. They help you. They help you keep more money. They don't do it for you, y'all. They help you keep more money. Remember, you have to desire to have more money. So these tools help you, just like a budget helps you, just like an accountant helps you. They're helping you. They're supporting you. So accept the support. I mentioned the time element that this is what's keeping us broke, right? The pressure to accomplish something in a certain amount of time, like manifest money in 21 days. I'd like to ask you all to give yourself grace as it relates to time. I don't want to blow up the spot of anyone that announces that they've manifested money and became a millionaire in a year or something like that. For a lot of people, um, there's like a five to 10 year runway of a lot of trials, a lot of tribulations, a lot of failures, and then they get it. And within three to 12 months, bam, it looks like an overnight success. If you recall, I mentioned the book, The Secret, right? And I haven't read it. And here I am reading this book called Three Feet from Gold and from the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And in it is a story by the publisher of The Secret, uh, the owner is Richard Cohn. And what strikes me here, when I talk about time and giving yourself gra- grace, for 22 years, he was met with financial challenges. Then he encounters Rhonda Burns' book, The Secret, and published it, sold 6 million copies in the first 12 months, quote, unquote, we got out of debt and its success made us all millionaires. It took only 22 years <laughs> for us to become an overnight success. So if you again, a lot of people that are in 18 months, I got this, or in 35 days, I got that, or, and I make six figures per month. There was some runway and there is was, there was an unshakable belief in themselves. It's not the time that you're serving right? Remember, you have an outcome. You're not serving time. You're serving the outcome. So that brings me to the other thing I mentioned, the focus on getting the vision board right, the affirmation right, the uh, visualizing right, journaling right. It's not about getting it right, y'all. Remember, you're not focused on creating a masterpiece. You're focused on keeping, on on making more money, on keeping more money. Money mindset, manifestation, it's not a race. You're not good at manifestation if you happen to manifest in one day. You're not bad at manifestation if you happen to manifest in one day. Time has nothing to do with it. And so when we start to do these things with the time, it's now, I'm using the word ego probably incorrectly, but it's like ego-based. You're more focused on what other people think of you instead of your own journey. So just be mindful. Remember, like, are you doing this for other people or are you doing it for you? Because I would imagine you're doing what you're doing for you and your family and your community, which means you're not trying to prove yourself to other people. You have a higher purpose. You have a higher purpose. And it's really about staying in your lane. So focus on your goals and objectives, not on whether you're doing it right or you're doing it wrong. Let me add one more thing that I tend to see about money mindset. When I I see these teachings, just be careful. Like I would like for you all to understand that a lot of the teachings and suggestions, including my own, they're just that, they're suggestions. And I encourage you to take what works for you and leave the rest behind maybe you didn't get your beliefs in childhood maybe it was as a teenager or in your 20s after a financial situation it wasn't always childhood because I struggled with that one I'm like actually my childhood was fine but when I got to high school that's when some of the things some of the things started to shift so let's just be open to to all messages like Sometimes a person will say, oh, no, you're supposedly all your beliefs came when you're a kid. No, not true. Like you're being influenced all the time. And so it's really just taking what matters to you, means most to you and applying it. And everything and what I'm essentially saying is money mindset is keeping you broke because we're not practicing our improved mindset. So you, you improve your money mindset and ultimately you improve the results, which is you're having more money by actually acting on faith. And you don't do that by avoiding your money as in your bank accounts. You do that by engaging with your money. So I want to leave this right here. I really would love to know your thoughts because, um, This is a big conversation. Admittedly, it took me some time to actually really get to the flow because this is, there's a lot to talk about and I want to make it cohesive, right? And it's just a start. I mean, there's many more discussions to come, but if you have been struggling with money mindset or manifestation or even personal development, please don't give up. Like the fact again, that you're committed and you're here, there's a reason, And I, and I 100% believe that something here, something here touched you to take you a step further. So please, please honor yourself in that way for taking the time to be here. And in general, y'all, thank you for your time. My goodness. Thank you. Your time is valuable. And I appreciate you for sharing it with me and sharing it with us. So I hang out on Instagram My handle is Mindful Ichiyama. Feel free to say hello. And if you want to work together one-on-one and discuss, um, I will put that link in the show notes, but you can visit my website, themindfulbookkeeper.com. And yes, your voice matters in this. So share your thoughts, please. I'd love to know what you think. Please know, I 100% believe we all have a right to prosper. And I mean, prosper financially and otherwise. That is why I shared this episode, because I believe money mindset, money manifestation, personal development helps us prosper. So don't let those things keep you broke. Don't let the tools keep you broke. Use it to help you prosper. With that said, I'll talk to you all next time. Cheers to your prosperity. Take care.